Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. If you purchase supplies for a small to mid-sized business, Zorro.com, Z-O-R-O.com is your go-to resource. At Zorro, you'll find all the things that keep a business running, no matter what kind of business you're in. Zorro offers tools, safety equipment, cleaning, maintenance supplies, office and shipping, automotive, industrial equipment, and more, including the specialty items you can't find anywhere else. Whether you're shopping for an office, a factory, a contracting business, a machine shop, a sports talk radio show, you can get exactly what you need. And when you shop at Zorro, you'll find brands that you already know and trust, like 3M, Prestone, Stanley Black & Decker, Schneider Electronic, Rubbermaid, all at competitive prices. And if you want fast, free shipping, it's yours when you spend $50 or more. And if you have a question, a return, or need help finding exactly the right item, count on Zorro's customer service team based right here in the United States. Visit Zorro.com slash Dan. That's Z-O-R-O dot com slash Dan. And sign up for Zmail and get 15% off your first order. Zorro.com, all you need to make your business go. From the Mercedes Man Cave. This is Dan Patrick. Welcome to the program. It's hour one of this Wednesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. J.J. Watt, fresh off hosting Saturday Night Live, will join us coming up in about 15 minutes. We'll come up with a poll question. We got a stat of the day, play of the day, and we welcome you via email, tweets. You can also dial us up, 877-3DP-SHOW. And uh, email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Keep those Meet Friday songs coming in. We had three great ones yesterday. And then we'll uh, tell you how you can qualify for the uh, Meat Madness and then our final fork as we crown another champion this year. Dodgers made the trade for Mookie Betts and David Price, and it had ripple effects throughout baseball. Not only does it solidify L.A.'s status as the team to beat in the National League, and you could probably say that prior to that deal, it also means the Yankees are heavy favorites in the American League as their chief rivals, the Red Sox, are obviously taking a step back. They wanted to avoid that luxury tax once again. The Astros are damaged by the cheating scandal. So the Dodgers and Yankees don't just have all-stars. They got MVP candidates when you think about this. Up and down the lineup, Betts, Bellinger, Kershaw, L.A. has that. Judge, Stanton, Torres, Cole in uh, New York. But all of that talent doesn't mean success in October. There's always that risk of running into hot pitching, and look what happened last postseason. The Dodgers lost to the Nationals with Strasburg and Scherzer. Yankees fell to the Astros with Cole and Verlander and some cheating. Uh, But the Dodgers and Yankees are all in. They should both win over 100 games. Yankees might put together one of the greatest lineups ever. And I'm talking about pitching and hitting when you think about it. Uh, They're the favorites, according to Vegas, to meet in the World Series. So uh, for older baseball fans, the Dodger-Yankee series of the uh, late 70s were unforgettable. And who knows? Maybe we'll see them matched up in the World Series very soon. Let me start with the Red Sox with Mookie Betts. If you listen to the program, you know I love me some Mookie Betts. I think he's one of the top three, at worst, top five players. But you got a guy who is young, you can build around. They do have a young nucleus there, and they wanted to get rid of David Price. Is that the only way you could get rid of David Price? He's 34 years of age, and he's owed about $96 million. But you gave up Mookie Betts. I don't know if the Red Sox looked around and said, we got a bloated payroll here. We're not as good as the Yankees, and we might not be as good as the Rays. Yes, the Rays. And maybe that's why they thought, okay, let's unload these guys and restock the farm system. 
Okay, that's fine. Uh, maybe look at what the uh, Orioles got, or the you know when uh, when the Dodgers got with Machado when they when Machado left, or you know when they made that trade. Like, what are you getting in return for some of these star players? You're getting minor league players, and that's based off potential, the possibility here. Mookie Betts walks out on the field and immediately makes you a better team. I know he's going to cost you $400 million. And maybe this is just, you know, fiscal sanity with the Red Sox. How many times do we look at a team when they sign somebody and we go, oh, how could you spend that kind of money? It seems like we do that quite a bit. Phillies, we did that. The Yankees, we've done that with Giancarlo Stanton. The Phillies with Bryce Harper. I don't know if we look at Garrett Cole and say, oh, my God, they spent that kind of money on a pitcher. Normally, you know, the Padres with Manny Machado. It's rare when we compliment a team for getting rid of a player at the right time. Now, the Cardinals did that. The Cardinals did that with Albert Pujols. But I don't know the last time you as a fan went, yes, fiscal sanity. Yeah, everybody, come on, let's go. Fiscal sanity. Fiscal sanity. We did it. We didn't spend any money. Now, that doesn't happen very often. And I look at the Red Sox and I go, okay, you had an owner who told us not long ago that they weren't going to be doing this. And then they did this. Mookie Betts, to me, is a special player. He's Mike Trout-like. I wasn't big on the Phillies with what they were spending on Bryce Harper. I'm not the biggest Bryce Harper fan. But they needed that. They wanted that. They went out and got him. Garrett Cole, that's who the Dodgers should have gotten, in my opinion. You need pitching. You already lost Rude to Toronto, so you got a guy who finished, what, second in the Cy Young, and who did you replace him with? That would be my biggest concern with the Dodgers. You got, you already had a top-five lineup. You already had one of the better offensive teams in baseball, and you added Mookie Betts. Okay, and that's fine. But as we get to postseason, what's it come down to? How hot is your pitcher? And what won last year? What won the previous year? Clutch pitching. You're going to have clutch hitting, but when you got one or two starters, hammers as I call them, that's where you win a World Series. You can have a great regular season team. And the Dodgers have been a great regular season team. There is so much pressure on this team now. There's no excuses now. You got bets. You got the, you know, I don't know if your lineup is better than the Yankees. It's fun to look at those two lineups, but. Man, you got some really good uh, top of the order. I got Betts, Seeger, Turner, Bellinger, Muncie. I got a pretty good lineup there. By the way, Jock Peterson got traded to the Angels. I don't know if it's a good thing to be that close to a team that might be winning a World Series and you're just down the road there with the Angels. But the Angels are going to have probably four or five guys who can hit 40 or more home runs this year. I don't know what else they have there, but you know, you got the Dodgers. They made the move. And Mookie Betts and David Price are now going to Los Angeles. Let the pressure begin. The Yankees with Garrett Cole. When you go to the Yankees, you're used to this. You're used to that pressure. And we're going to see how Garrett Cole, you know, holds up in the big pressure situation there. But it'll be a lot of fun. If you say it's the Dodgers and Yankees meeting for the World Series, sign me up. I'm all in on that. But I was just surprised that it felt like the Red Sox were acting acting like they were, uh, you know, Cincinnati. A mid mid market team like uh, you know, Pittsburgh. Yeah, we gotta we gotta shed some payroll. We gotta get rid of that Betts kid. Oh, I, you know, and Betts is, says he's gonna test free agency, so there's no guarantee here. 
going to the Dodgers, he's going to sign that long-term deal. Now, he might look around and go, this is a pretty good place to play. I don't know about that ballpark for it, how that suits him. That's what I'd be curious about. He's a great player. He's an all-around player. Uh, but, you know, you play in Fenway, it's a little bit different. That's a nice little luxury there for a right-handed batter. But the Dodgers went out and got him, felt they needed him. And, uh, well, a lot of pressure <laughs> a lot of pressure on Dave Roberts now, as if there already wasn't pressure on him. This program is brought to you by 1-800-Flowers. Best way to uh, win this Valentine's is with our new partner, 1-800-Flowers. Right now, get 18-stem uh, Enchanted Rose Medley for $29.99. Double the roses, 36 stems for $20 more. To order, go to 1-800-Flowers.com. Click on the radio icon, enter the promo code PATRICK. McLovin, you got a poll question for me. Yeah, so we workshop this over here. It's sort of uh, related to your fiscal sanity comment. Yeah. Would you rather your team overpaid for a superstar or let him go before you have to sign the really big contract? Uh, we were to, And it's different because Albert Pujols jumped to our mind, but he's a lot older than Betts. So I don't know if that's apples and oranges. Well, if I look at what the Red Sox did, it still felt like they could win now. That that's the curiosity here for me is, can we win now? Are we ready? Do I need to spend all of this money on Mookie Betts? Are we ready to win now? And, and from my vantage point, they got a lot of nice talent there. And you won you won the World Series two years ago, so you're not that far removed here. I understand if Tampa would, you know, try to trade somebody because they, I mean, the Red Sox, you know. Who, who's more valuable than the Red Sox? The Yankees, the Dodgers, and who? Cubs, maybe? I'm guessing. Yes, McLovin. So the Red Sox hired this kid, though, Heim Bloom from Philadelphia, from my neighborhood, by the way, this Rays executive who's supposed to be able to build a super, uh, build a super team on the cheap, like the Rays. So that's Heim Bloom. Can Heim hit uh, 350 and give you 27 home runs this year? Because that would help. No, but he can find... Eight guys who are worth nothing who can do it. It's what he did in Tampa. So, like, I think – and look, the Nationals lost Harper and won the World Series. I think that's, like, that's sort of staring you in the face. That if you – that's why – I think fiscal sanity might have a good case here. No, I'm okay with that. I, I think a lot of times we'll look at a team and, and, and then we'll criticize the team for signing somebody. We rarely compliment the team that let that player go. You know, the Nationals realized they had a lot of good talent, and Bryce Harper wasn't the best player in that lineup. He was he was not the second best player in that lineup, in my opinion. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Soto and Rendon are better players than Bryce Harper, in my opinion. Yeah. That's just my opinion. I mean, we'll see what Rendon does, you know, with the Angels, but Soto is a great player as well. I, I'm not the biggest Bryce Harper fan. I think I think that he has everything you want in, in a superstar today. I just don't think he's a superstar. You know, his, his charisma, the flair, the hair, the whole thing. But, you know, I want a, a guy who's going to be able to produce. And maybe he does. Maybe he brings a title to Philadelphia. But I, I think it's rare when we compliment or praise the team for being smart. You know, the Cardinals were really smart with Albert Pujols. They got his 10 best years. And then they looked and said, we don't want to spend – we want to – we don't want to embarrass him and not offer him anything. And I thought they offered him a nice deal, but that was a team-friendly deal. The Nationals did want Bryce Harper back, but Philadelphia had to spend more. And a lot of times to get these guys, San Diego had to spend more to get Machado. That's what happens. Somebody will spend more, and you'll go, why did he go there? 
Robinson Cano. Why did he go to Seattle? They spent the most money. Yeah, McLovin. You were pretty clear that you thought it was a good move for the Cardinals to yes. get rid of Pujols. I remember that specifically. Yes. I thought you were a little crazy. I'm like, they like letting Albert Pujols walk out the door, but you were very adamant about it. But they knew what they had, and Pujols was going to be a big drain on, on that, uh, you know, their salary cap. Well, their self-imposed salary cap. And I think that they looked at it and said, we got enough younger players here that we're, we're still going to be competitive here. And then you use that money elsewhere. But the Dodgers, and you can't buy a World Series, but the Dodgers and Yankees are certainly trying this year. And all you need is, the Dodgers need one. you got to have one here. You know, the Yankees were used to them sort of being around, you know, the World Series and, and winning, and they've got more World Series titles than everybody. And, you know, the Dodgers have been so close and then haven't won. But the Red Sox, Red Sox have had success with a variety of managers, and in the last 15 years, what do they have, four World Series championships there? It was just surprising to look at them and go, you know what, we might be the third best team in our own division there. We're not We're not used to seeing that. And their owner is citing financial uh, sanity here. Uh, what else do you have with the poll question? If you did a poll, um, who would you take the Dodgers or the field? How do you think that would end up? Dodgers? And just in the National Oh, no, I'd take the Dodgers. And what about the same question with the Yankees? Yeah, I'd take the Yankees. Which result would be bigger? Um, I still have questions about the pitching staff of the Dodgers. Yeah, after you said that, I'm, I would bet on the field uh, over the Dodgers. In the National League? No, you're right. But it, I mean, you, I made, the, you made me so nervous about that pitching fact because, I mean, look at Bumgarner through the years. Like, you don't need the best team. You just need the best starting pitchers in October. And I don't know what Clayton Kershaw is anymore. Walker Bueller is wonderful. But, you know, how am I with my bullpen? Like, you can have a great lineup. But I, I, I've, been a, I've been doing this so long. I, I see this happening where, boy, we're a great lineup. And then you get to the postseason, and then somebody shuts you down. It happens. All it takes is one, two, three of those games where you get totally muted, and then all of a sudden your confidence goes away. It comes down to pitching and timely hitting in the postseason. Time-honored tradition. Yes, McLovin. I have kind of a silly poll, but which is more exciting for you? NBA trade deadline, MLB hot stove, or the NFL draft? Oh, NFL draft. Because the NBA trade deadline is a dud. But is it, did that used to be good, or there have been years where it was exciting? This year it's not great. No, no, no. When you go, where did Clint Capella go? I can't wrap my head around that trade at all. I try to, and my, I just zone out halfway through. I don't think the Rockets have anybody over 6'8 now, and they, they traded Capella to the Hawks. All right. Uh, they wanted this Robert Covington, and, I, you know, by all accounts, he's a nice player, complimentary player. You know, can shoot threes. Did you see the Rockets shot 63s last night? <laughs> 60. God, I was born too late. 63s. They made 20. James Harden just missed out on a uh, triple-double. Yes, Paul. But do you think that's why Capella's gone? He doesn't shoot threes in any way. He's not even a threat. And they think to themselves, we are going to win a title or lose a title by threes. And if there's a guy on the court who's not shooting threes, he's a waste of space. It, it feels like an analytics trade. They need a Brooke Lopez, a seven-footer who could step outside and shoot 35%, and they don't have it. Well, who know who knew that Brooke Lopez was going to be this guy? Because 
I know that we had him on, and that was prior to him making the all-star team. And we said, would you shoot a three for us? And he had never shot a three, I don't think, in a game. And he shot a three for us in the all-star game. Now you look at him, he's a rim protector, and he shoots threes. I mean, that's ideal. But it feels like when Harden and Westbrook go to the hoop, that alley-oop is always there for Clint Capella. And it's a valuable weapon. But uh, I'm sure they've uh, – Daryl Morey has done a ton of analytics on this, on what kind of player that they want. And maybe Covington is a better player for them. I mean, they're all in on this style, and nobody plays this style better than them. I still look at the Bucks, and I'm not sure about the point guard situation. I'm going to say it. They're off to one of the great starts in the history of the NBA. That'd be a team, if you said Chris Paul was your starting point guard, I'd pick, I'd pick the Bucks to win it all. I would. I'd pick the Bucks to win it all. Hot. Or Drew Holiday. I might pick the Bucks to win it all. They play great defense. And you saw that last night against uh, Zion and company. But they're off to a uh, impressive start through 50 games. Yes, McLovin. Yeah, I watched last night, and Bledsoe took more shots than anyone on the team. Yeah. He's like, got, got a, a little bit of shooting guard in him. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that's what, what worries me. The Bucks are 43-7. and seven. That's the fifth best record all time by a team at the 50-game mark. They're outscoring their opponents by almost 12.5 points per game. The best scoring margin by an Eastern Conference team all time through 50 games. Stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what? Stat of the day. We'll talk to J.J. Watt coming up here after uh, hosting Saturday Night Live. What's the biggest, what's the most recent Big trade deadline deal. Recent-ish, 2008, the Lakers acquired Pau Gasol and a draft pick, and they gave up Kwame Brown, Javaris Crittenden, Aaron McKee, two first-round picks, and the rights to Marc Gasol. And then Pau Gasol brought the Lakers back with Kobe Bryant. They won two titles by getting Pau. They were really down at the time, the 06-07 Lakers. Yeah, but I, you know, you start to look at that. I don't know who Memphis took with those draft picks, but they got Marc Gasol, who's turned out to be a very good player. But if you traded the first-round picks, and, you know, Powell helped them win a couple of titles with Kobe. Yeah, McLevin. It's been 13 years since a good trade. I feel like that day trade deadline would used to be really fun. That's no good. There's not a lot mid-season. They're much more, you know, July, August. It's about free agency. It's not about trades anymore. It's hard to make a trade work when you have to match up salaries. But if the Bucks got Chris Paul, well, it's not, it's not going to happen. But I just throw it out there. So I'm watching last night. I'm going, Bledsoe shooting again. Bledsoe shooting again. Yes, Paul. Those two first-round draft picks, draft picks that the Lakers gave up in 2008 to get Pau Gasol became Dante Green, a borderline NBA player, and Gravis Vasquez, mm. a borderline NBA player. Nice kid from Maryland. Yeah, nice yeah. But nothing special. Nope. All right, maybe it wasn't a win-win for both. Yes, McLovin. I want Chris Paul so bad on the Sixers. It makes no fiscal sense because he's worth so much money. But I feel like you hear Darren Collison coming back and Drew Holiday. Are those guys, can they put someone over the top? I'm going to speak for Chris Paul. He doesn't want to play for the Sixers. Why not? (laughs) Why would he want to play with Embiid? But then what are you doing with Ben Simmons? Well, I wonder. I don't know. Chris Paul, teach him how to play the game. I'm going to take a break here. All right. Oh, and I'm going to answer Cincinnati Bengals' uh, tweets from yesterday. I got roughed up by the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, 
I didn't. I didn't tweet anybody back. By the way, no, no, I did not. You don't have the ability to. I do not have the ability. But uh, two days, and Mario said, "Oh, the Bengal fans are mad at you." And I said, well, that's okay. We'll discuss that. Yes, Tom. Are you looking to get back in their good graces, or are you going to say something that's going to make things worse? Tune in next. Take a break. It's uh, 20 after the hour. This is the Dan Patrick Show. When you order Little Caesars Deliver, you'll save $5 or more over the other national chains on delivered pizza. It's the cherry on top of your pizza. Well, not an actual cherry, more of a metaphorical cherry, which is kind of a good band name. Hello. We are Metaphorical Cherry. Pizza, pizza. Savings claim is based on the price of a delivered pizza order with delivery fees for the top four national pizza chains on a national basis. Comparison is based on one more large Little Caesars pizzas with up to five toppings and the other three pizza chains comparable large pizzas sold at everyday menu prices. Delivery available from participating locations with online orders only plus sales tax. I caught some people's attention when they said, wait a minute, the Angels got four or five guys who can hit 40 or more home runs? Yeah, Peterson hit 36, Trout hit 45, Rendon hit 34 with uh, the Nats, Otani has 40 home runs and 700 career at-bats, Upton hits usually 30 per season. I know Pujols is running out of gas. Uh, this kid, Lestella, seems like he's a, a star in the making maybe for the Angels. But, I mean, I don't know if they're going to challenge and make the playoffs. But they got, you know, Peterson is a home run guy for them. All right, uh, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com. This program brought to you by the great folks at Mercedes. Brought to you by Mercedes-AMG. Be prepared for whatever comes your way. The all-new GT four-door coupe, because life is a race. Visit your local dealership for a test drive today. If you miss any of our interviews from the Mercedes-AMG Man Cave, go to the Dan Patrick Show app, where you can watch and listen from inside the Mercedes-AMG Man Cave. Mercedes-AMG, driving performance. He's J.J. Watt, the three-time NFL Defensive Player of the Year, and also the recent host of Saturday Night Live. Good morning, J.J. How nervous were you on Saturday night? Good morning, Dan. I am uh, far more nervous for this interview right now than I was. <laughs> no, no, that's not true. Walk me through the week. Uh, it, I was telling, uh, I told this to Jimmy Fallon on Thursday, and I said it to everybody at SNL throughout the week. I wish everybody could go through that to see and understand and appreciate what happens at Saturday Night Live and how they put on that show every week. I mean, uh, you get there on, you start on Monday. And it's some introductions and stuff like that, but you don't you don't pick the skits that you're going to do for the show until Wednesday night at like nine or ten p.m. So they don't start building any sets, any costumes, anything until basically Thursday morning, and they get all of that ready for Saturday night. And it is it is a wild process to watch. It is a wild process to experience. It was. Uh, it was really cool to go through because it's just it's so impressive what they accomplish in such a short amount of time. What's the latest you stayed up, the longest day you had? The longest day by far was Friday. So Friday is the day that you do the pre-tapes. So we shot, uh, we went to City Field, and we shot uh, in the morning, we shot the Robbie sketch, uh, the fake Rudy. And then at night, <laughs> uh, after rehearsals all day, we went back to City Field, and we shot the... Uh, the fake men's skincare commercial. And so I started that day. I woke up at probably 5.45, 6, and I got back to my room at 3.15 in the morning. <laughs> what was the script you read where you go, uh-oh? Um, uh, not uh-oh, but it was just I after I read Pizza Place and the <laughs> sex talk, I gave my mom a call. 
because I knew that she was with my grandma, and they were all going to be with so, so this is kind of funny. So my family was all down at Super Bowl because TJ was up for Defensive Player of the Year, and they were going to go to NFL Honors. So they were all down there for that. And they were staying at the Gatorade Hotel because we're all Gatorade athletes, and Gatorade put us up. And Gatorade turned their, like, boardroom downstairs into an SNL watch party suite. So it was my whole family, all the Gatorade people, my parents, and my grandma were going to be watching SNL. And I knew this. And so I'm, I'm like, rehearsing and going through this. And I have the pizza place skit, which is basically, I mean, the 80s, you know. And then we have a sex talk with my kid. And so I had to call my parents and be like, just listen, if you see me come out with a towel over my shoulder, just send grandma to the bathroom real quick. And, of course, you don't get any money as the pizza delivery guy. It's all about getting set. It's a favors. that You get favors. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 No, absolutely. It's, and I never bring back any cash, and there's always something wrong with the pizza. Yeah, it's great. Okay, so right before you're going out there, and let's say you go, what, what, you go out at 1130 or 1135 Eastern time, and then – Yep. What's that like, Those that five minutes, four minutes, three minutes, right before you're ready to go out? Um, you go, they take you through, like, the, all the back uh, the back pathways to get you back up behind the, the door to come out, and then you're standing behind that door just listening to the band play and watching. You, there's a little monitor back there that you can watch the intro on. And I was – there's two ladies that are – unbelievable that leads you through the whole day so there's this woman named donna and she literally is responsible for getting me from set to set to set and changes and costume changes and everything so it's an hour and a half show and i think i was in like nine sketches or something like that so that's nine wig changes costume changes once was a full prosthetic face this woman as soon as you finish a sketch grabs your hand and is in a dead sprint to the next changing location and she told me the day before she said i don't know if you're going to be able to keep up with me and i looked at her and i was like yeah sure donna whatever the first time we actually did it i was like holy shit i'm not going to be able to keep up with donna it was incredible (laughs) talking to jj watt of the texans how was the after party it was awesome it was uh it was awesome it's hands down the latest i have stayed up in many many years um but just having drinks and sitting down and talking to Lauren Michaels and just going over it all in the cast and uh, had my friends there, my fiance there. There was, it was such a cool moment to kind of be able to come down off the high of the show and just take it all in and have some fun and let it loose. You also played the bachelor. I did. I did. And i never, I didn't watch the bachelor. I haven't watched the bachelor at all. So, we come, on, come on, come we on, come on. We read it at the table read, and I was like, yeah, I, I guess this is funny. And then the first time we did it at the dress rehearsal, uh, it got, it went crazy. People laughed like crazy, and I was like, oh, I guess this is going to go over well. And then we did it live, and it went over really well. So Monday night this week, my fiance goes, we should watch a bachelor just to see how accurate it was. Dan, do you know that The Bachelor is a three-hour show? <laughs> hey, you're in love now. You have to do those things. <laughs> I mean, we started watching just for ten minutes, and by the way, the character was accurate. I, this is crazy. It was very accurate. But my fiance, she's never watched it before either, and she was honest about that. And she
she, after 10 minutes, she goes, uh-oh, I'm hooked. And I was like, oh, no. So now you know what I'm doing next Monday, Dan. Three did more hours of that guy. Did you watch the Super Bowl? Um, we were actually flying back from New York City for most of it. So we got back um, for, like, the some of the second half. Um, but, no, I didn't get to see the whole thing. What did you think? I mean, uh, the Chiefs did it again. They've had an incredible run, obviously, with comebacks and being able to um, really put it all together while being behind and have, finding a way to come back and make some incredible things happen. And they did it again. And uh, I think it's very, very impressive what they did. And they obviously deserve to be champions. Have you looked at that game that you guys had with the Chiefs? Uh, yeah. yeah, I have. Would you, is there a moment where you feel like it just slipped away or you could feel like it was turning? Um, I mean, it was just it was just tough all around. I mean, they, they played really well, and obviously as the game went on, we didn't play very well. And so, um, no, I can't say that there was, like, exactly one moment. Um, but it was – it's not fun to watch, I can tell you that much. What's the scouting report on the homes? He's great, man. He's just he, and he can do something. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard, guys. That's uh, the scouting report. Hey, Paulie, yeah, Paulie. I don't know if you've heard. Let's clip Write this. That down, yeah, McLovin. yeah. Make sure you make sure you clip that and send it out to everyone. JJ Watt scouting um, report on Mahomes. He's great. Okay. No, the, the guy can do a lot of different things, and I think one of the most impressive things about him is so he has he obviously has incredible arm strength, and so what that does is it gives him the ability to do some different things in the pocket. So if he gets in trouble, if he feels pressure, he can drift out of the back of the pocket even up to like 10, 15 yards deep if he wants to because he can still make every throw because his arm is so strong. So for pass rushers and, and people trying to put pressure on him, you put pressure up the middle or you come, you went on a pass rush move inside, he's just going to drift out the back of the pocket or drift out to the side, and he can still make any throw. He can throw it 50 yards downfield. He can fire one in right across the middle. Or if you rush up the field because you think he's going to drift out the back of the pocket, then he just steps up into the lane and he can run, he can scramble, or he can make throws from there. So that's one thing that I think he can do that not a lot of quarterbacks can because of his arm strength is he can drift so far back that he almost makes the pass rush um, non-existent. And it's, it's impressive and it's very difficult and frustrating as a pass rusher because you're a lot of guys are going to rush to seven, eight yards because that's where the quarterback sets up. That's where he always is. And with him, you have you, your target is always moving. What are the off-season plans? Um, I'm getting married this off-season, so that'll be that's on the list. Um, we got the invitation. Training. Yeah, no, I know you guys saw it. I was, I mean, I was in New York City all last week, and I kept. I knew you guys were in Miami, so the man cave was empty, and I just kept waiting for like the, hey man, if you ever need to use it, it's open and it's free. The keys under the mat. Yeah, never got that. So that's implied. I mean, I I, I sent it out to your brother. Oh, that's, about that. No, Derek, like your brother, the other brother, Derek. I said it. I said, yeah, look, you Derek. Know, yeah, I said if he needed a place to crash, he could come to the man cave here. Uh, that's it. Must uh, he doesn't he doesn't talk to me, so that's much of what happened. No, I get it. I get it. Uh, so 
you know, if uh, if you need somebody to, to there, you know, maybe give a speech. Uh, you know, I'm good at speeches. That I give a speech maybe at the wedding. You let me know. Uh, you know what I do? I, I feel like that. This is what, what I'll do doing? for you. Free. I will announce the wedding party. That's it. That's all I'll do. Oh, I won't even stay. Good. That'd be great. That'd be great. Are uh, are you a rehearsed? Are you a rehearsed speech giver or are you a paper speech giver? Or no? I'll, I'll go as scripted. I'll go as scripted. And now, one All of the right. groomsmen uh, at 64250. Say hello to TJ Watt. What do you think? I've chilled. I've chilled. <laughs> I'm going to need the height and weight so for your fiance. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah she'll love that. Yeah. <laughs> and it brought mother. <laughs> But I'll do that. Free of charge. I won't even stay for the wedding. I'll just, I, you know, I know there'll be an open bar, but I won't even stay for that. I'll just go in there, and it would be my gift to you. I'll be the public address announcer, and then I'll go. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. If, if uh, Seton could stop by so I could smash another pie in his face. Whoa, whoa. Doing that, so you know what? It's like instead of the cake. Wedding cake. Wedding cake, instead of smashing it in your fiance's face, you do it for Seton. You smash him. I mean, guys, this is shaping up to be a great wedding. I don't know how we haven't had this in the works for years. And Todd will be creepy. He'll hug all of the bridesmaids. Yes, Todd. Todd, I forgot to mention Oh, this. I knew this Todd, was coming. We bring up, yep, yeah, you know go ahead. It's coming. Wait, what happened? Yesterday, we were texting. Todd was trying to set up, get me on the show here, and we were texting. And uh, Todd said, is there anything you want us to promote on the show? for you or anything plug and i said ah no i don't really have anything to plug just my ravishingly good looks you know as a joke and then all of a sudden todd texts back and goes no arguments <laughs> there my friend you are truly handsome <laughs> back off todd all right i got caught up in the moment i was all excited i was communicating with our friend he was coming on and i i believe i the exact words were no argument here handsome is what I have on my oh, yeah, that's what it was. oh my god yeah I like to apologize. I had to delete the text because I didn't want my fiance to see it. I was a little worried. I thought we had a moment there. Obviously, it was a one-sided situation. Uh, hey, uh, thanks for joining us. You did a great job on SNL, and uh, obviously, uh, good luck in the off season there. Thank you, guys. You guys have a great day. We'll see you soon. That's JJ Watt there. Here is Todd's reply. No argument here, handsome. I d- I did type that back to. What, McLovin? That is the greatest. Oh, my gosh. I love how he – I love how our football players come on and know all the details of their past interviews. Sometimes we forget. They're like, remember when we did this? Yes, John. He had an emoji of, like, these two faces with, like, crying tears of laughter. And he said, you know, that's coming up on the show. <laughs> right after I type – within seconds of me typing, no argument here, Hansel. We'll take a break. we got our play of the day coming up next here on the Dan Patrick Show. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. Once again, it's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. GEICO.com. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. 
And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the support this podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and of course, supporting. And now back to the show. Oh my God. The play of the day. Now Drew downloads Zion. One dribble and a smash two-hander right over Brooke Lopez. If you're going to allow them to play physical, he's going to win. I I can promise you that. Olivia Newton-John, let's get physical. Pelicans Radio Network. Zion finished with 20. He went 5-19 from the floor. Pelicans fall to the Bucks. Greek Freak, his usual dominant self. He had 34-17 rebounds. The Bucks improved their NBA best record of 43-7. They host the Sixers coming up tomorrow night. Our play of the day is brought to you by Tacovas. Check out their boots. Handmade, full-grain leathers, world-class bootmakers, and they pass the savings on to you. Tacovas cuts out the middleman, sells directly to you at amazing prices. Shipping and returns and exchanges, free and easy. Visit Tacovas, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com slash DP. Tacovas, Western Goods new frontiers by the way zion found it uh, harder to score near the basket against the bucks with their length he was uh, five of 15 and uh, on layups after going 40 for 60 in his first six games so the uh, shot quality on his layup significantly lower as well remember the first game he played he had four threes hasn't hit a three since then And I know he's still finding his way. He doesn't have a signature move, but he is explosive. He's he's a quick jumper. There are guys who can jump high. There are guys who can jump quick. He can jump quick and high. It still feels like he's favoring, uh, you know, his knee, which is understandable. And probably will be for the rest of the season. And then we'll see what he looks like when he comes back next year. What kind of team they have next year. But it was fun to watch. You know, I like when I see these younger players and they're not, not afraid. Uh, You're going in against the Greek freak. And I've said this before about Zion. He's wider than you think. He's shorter than you think. He's 6'6". You know, he's not 6'7", not 6'8". So when you you go in there with that length and Brooke Lopez and, uh, you know, the Greek freak, that's why they're the best defensive team in basketball right now. Still fun to watch the embryonic stages here with Zion Williamson. And last night against the Greek Freak. Poll question, McLovin, which one did you go with? <laughs> the fiscal sanity poll. I'm calling it, uh, would you rather your team uh, overpay for a superstar or let him go before the big contract? 57% say let him go before the big contract. Yeah, we rarely celebrate that. We normally celebrate the team that signs somebody. And you look at the possibilities and like Philadelphia. you got Bryce Harper. What's that mean for the lineup? Uh, Garrett Cole goes to the Yankees. What's that mean for the rotation? Mookie Betts going to the Dodgers. What's that mean for the lineup? And I know some people have said, hey, don't discount David Price as our fourth or fifth starter. I'm not discounting, but nobody's discounting it, by the way. He's costing you $30 million, And I know the Red Sox are picking up some of this. I don't know what you're getting, and you don't know what you're getting with David Price. I don't know what I'm going to get with Clayton Kershaw. I have a good feeling about Walker Bueller. I just... I thought they needed help pitching. I didn't think they needed another bat. Now, getting Mookie is going to be awesome for you. You got a lot of star power there. But when it comes to the postseason, you can have murderer's row. But you better have a couple of really, really good pitchers. 
at least one great one. And if you have two, you can win the World Series. History has shown us, recent history has shown us, you'll win the World Series. I thought J.J. Watt was a lot of fun. It felt like he wanted to talk about Saturday Night Live. He didn't want to talk about the Super Bowl. Because, you know, you have to be looking at this going, we had that team down 24 to nothing. And they just won the Super Bowl. Can't help but think that. And J.J. wasn't healthy. You know, I think it was miraculous that he came back and was even able to play. But uh, his scouting report on Patrick Mahomes was great. Yeah, he's great. That's his scouting report. But, if, you know, he mentioned something. As a defensive player, they know how far they need to get back to where the quarterback's supposed to be. But Mahomes goes back so far because his arm is so strong, instead of being seven, eight, nine yards back, he might be 12 or 13 yards. And if you look at that pass that he had to Tyreek Hill on third and 15, how far back is he? 15 yards? And these explosive edge rushers, you know, they're trying to get to you quickly. Now, all of a sudden, you've extended that, and you've helped out your offensive line. But uh, for the Texans, I would think you have to feel pretty good about this past season and the development of Deshaun Watson. I still get a little nervous about your head coach, and I don't know. And now you've given him more authority. Bill O'Brien is now, you know, what is the president of football operations, McLevin? Is it something like that? I thought GM, but you're right. He might be president, I don't know. Definitely got GM. Yeah, I don't know if they gave him a title above GM, but they don't have a GM. Right. They had no GM after they lost their last one. It seems like he has a lot of jobs to do there. And I think he swoops in the last minute and offensive coordinates a lot, too. Yeah. I, I just I hope that they restock the offensive line and they protect Deshaun Watson. That would be my biggest goal going into the offseason, going into the draft. Because Deshaun Watson cannot continue to take this kind of punishment, or you're going to have another Andrew Luck situation. We're going to talk to Todd McShay, ESPN uh, football analyst. He's got his mock draft out. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, mock draft season. Yeah. And uh, coming up, I heard from the Bengal fans yesterday, and these are just some of the ones that I can read on the radio. I heard from all of the Bengal fans, as oh. Paulie said. Oh. I said, I got like seven <laughs> like seven tweets that I can read. Wow. He goes, oh, all seven Bengal fans. I went, wow, Paulie. I don't want this fan base mad at me. <laughs> Sarcasm font. Yeah, I know people say, oh, you're from Cincinnati. Why are you turning on Cincinnati? This is just objective. I Like, I'm just being objective. I don't root. You're a Bengal fan. You root. I get it. But when you turn it back on me and saying, what do you know? Or, you know, why are you saying these things about Cincinnati? Aren't you from Cincinnati? Yes, but my job is to talk about the Bengals as if I'm from some other place. Actually, I, I'm not from any place in my analysis here. I don't root. I root for a great story, a great game. If you said the Bengals were going to go to the Super Bowl next year, I'd say great. That's awesome. I would root for them. If you said they were making the playoffs next year, I would say great. I'd be rooting for them. If you said they were winning five games next year, I would say great. Good for them. Yes, McLevin. So people are ripping you for saying a 2-14 and 14 team wasn't good last year? I mean, come on. They're looking at, you know, recent history. Now, I'll, I'll give this to you at the top of the hour. I'll read you. These are the I, – I said to two days in Mario, I said, because as soon as I came in today, they go, boy, the Bengals are mad at you. I said, the Bengals? Well, the Bengals fans are. All right, well, give me some of those tweets. Uh, you can't read any of them. I can't read any of them? 
well, why don't you edit some of them down? And they said, all right, we'll get you seven or eight of them. So I got seven or eight tweets here from Bengal fans that I'll, I'll read. And I'll try to be objective. If I'm incorrect in what I said about Joe Burrow, does he really want to go there? There's mixed messages going on, I think, with Joe Burrow. I, I really feel that. Because you can't say, hey, it'd be great to go number one, but it'd be nice to go to a team that's building a Super Bowl winner. Can't have both, I don't think, right now. Podcast One has some exciting news. It's official. Our shows are now available on Spotify. And it's free. We want to make it super easy for you and your friends to listen to our podcasts. And joining Spotify allows us to be in even more places for fans to find us. If you're already listening to music on Spotify, you can now listen to our podcasts in the same place. If you're not on Spotify yet, all you have to do is download the free app. That's right. No credit card necessary. And simply search for our shows to start listening. 